What's going on ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to welcome you back once again to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Rose Show. At time of recording, it is 2.44pm on Saturday, October 13th, 2018, and this is a double dosage Sup, y'all? of the Weekly Scorch. This is our second Weekly Scorch pod that we are uh, doing within a week, and our third podcast that I'm recording we're, within a week. We're really cranking. Okay. We're cranking. We're in a, we're, we're in a good spot. Um, as Sam and I previewed earlier in the week, today's podcast is going to focus on how we move forward post-confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. We are going to call two friends of ours, two friends of mine, my friends Lizzie and Jenna, shortly. But before we get to that, Sam, how was your day? It's It's been good. It's been good. <laughs> I helped my mom. I actually had some really good conversations with my mom about this. Mm. Um, I won't get into details, but it was, it was a good um, kind of just clarifying some things. Um, she's a survivor, mm-hmm. which is a little heavy for me to to talk about, knowing yeah. that she's been through that that kind of thing. She mm-hmm. was talking to me about how her friends had started posting on Facebook just years, just like 1968, 1973, and those were years in which they had been sexually assaulted. Yeah. So that's that's kind of heavy, but we had some really good conversations, and like I said on the last pod. John Oliver has last week tonight. We have last week next week. Last week next week. So we are a, a couple weeks late, I feel, to the Brett Kavanaugh Agreed. conversation. Agreed. But um, but I think because we've talked about it so much that this pod was absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. And we had feedback from some female listeners, yes. Megan Lambros, yep. um, who said, you guys need to have some female voices on the pod and totally agree with that. We definitely agree. We need to have more female voices on, period. Yeah, in general. But um, but this is a this is a good one. And speaking of female voices, shout out to uh, my friend Bridget, who messaged me and who I didn't know listened to the pod and said that uh, caramel does not need to be refrigerated, which was a win right. for you. It doesn't. Because it doesn't. <laughs> Thank you for being a voice of common sense. Thank you for being a friend. Exactly. <laughs> I should I share the this is before we get into it. Uh, I've got some poll um, poll results. Poll results. I have no idea how many people voted in any of these polls. So, well, we're we're just going to give percentages. Okay, so just we actually percentages. did have a good amount of votes. Yeah, for our for our followers, we had like in the teens. Oh, votes, in the teens, which is great improvement. Um, so whether or not you need to refrigerate um, ketchup and mustard. 63% said yes. Yeah. 63%. Makes sense. Which I disagree with. Just like roughly two-thirds, a little less than two-thirds? A little less than two-thirds said no, we're in the dissent, Supreme Court. <laughs> they were in the dissent <laughs> on this opinion. For but tomatoes, tomatoes, yay or nay. Tomatoes, love or hate? People love. 64% love. Yes. 36% hate. And again, so, I feel like love or hate is too hard a feeling, so too, too strong a feeling. Because you only have two, you have to. Be, radio is polarized. It's true. You it's true. We have to sensationalize. Show. You listen to any we have radio to sensationalize show, our topics. Sports radio, they're just on extremes. There's no middle ground. You have an opinion, you stick to it. Absolutely. Uh, very quickly before we call the first of our guests, my day was great. Sam, thanks for asking. Oh, how was your day? I woke up at 8.30 on a Saturday morning, which I think I deserve some sort <laughs> of medal. Okay? You do not deserve a medal for that. I deserve a medal. It's a normal time to wake up. No, it is not. Not for you. Not for me. Someday. Someday. Yes. <laughs> someday. When you're an adult. <laughs> they will never come. I'm going to be a child forever. Peter Pan, Count Chocula. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm ready for this pod. Okay, and let's go. and we're we're gonna get into it. I like like you said, it has been overdue, and we needed to do it, and we needed to have female voices on, and we wanted to thank Lizzie and Jenna in advance because it's gonna be hard to thank them in the middle of the pod, right? Uh, for for what they're doing, so we really appreciate it, and we appreciate everybody listening to these sort of things. So we're gonna give Lizzie a call and see if she picks up. And once she does, <laughs> she's going to be, we're going to go right into it. So, Lizzie, uh, welcome to Fighting Fire with Fire, the AJ Road Show. It's really nice to have you on. Yeah, it's great to be on here. I've listened to some of your podcasts every so often, so it's... Golf class. Oh, oh yeah. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. And Of course. Spoiler alert for the listeners, this is take two. We had, uh, it was our own fault for trusting Facebook audio. It's our damn fault. As, as, as usual, Facebook just messes everything up for everybody. <laughs> and, yeah. And here we are. But uh, the They qu- probably stole that audio, too, and stole it to a third party. <laughs> stole the audio and sold it to Russia. Yeah. That's what happened. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Facebook. Facebook. Um, Lizzie, uh, the the question that we asked before, and I'll ask again, is uh, how did you cover the the the, the hearings as they're at the Kavanaugh and Ford hearings and the whole confirmation process? Did you watch it on TV? Did you read about it? How did you sort of take it in as it was happening? Um, so I think probably around like most people our age, you know, finding articles. On Facebook, seeing things like reading articles on the news. Um, for me, it was also like YouTube videos. Yeah. Um, kind of after the fact, I didn't always watch it live, um, and I only watched you know bits and pieces. Um, but I watched little pieces of um, Ford's testimony and Kavanaugh's um, statements and everything like that. But um, based on my own busy schedule and also just. Um, kind of feeling you know kind of angry by the whole yeah. process like I sometimes had to disengage just because like I felt like angry that this is like an issue that people aren't taking seriously so I th- yeah I think that's what infuriated me the most is just people that were so quick to dismiss the allegations yes um, men especially and I think what I and, and tell me what you think about this because I know a lot of what I who I considered really good men getting very very defensive. Yeah. Um. And and I think it comes to the core of this uh, uh, male privilege or this uh, our patriarchal society that these guys were saying not all men are bad. Uh huh. That was their yeah. and that. and then and then questioning whether or not these allegations were true. And happened, right. and whether or not there was corrobor- uh, corroborative. Yeah, whether her evidence. story had been corroborated by like evidence, right. as, as 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 if this was a legal trial and not a job interview for yes. whether Kavanaugh should be on the Supreme Court yeah. or not. Absolutely. I want I wanted to ask Lizzie whether you thought that there was anybody who watched the hearings and was initially on uh, Kavanaugh's side and wanted to 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 believe in him and and uh, get him confirmed. That then changed their what, what what they thought about the whole thing once they heard Doctor Ford and Kavanaugh. Yeah, so I mean, I feel like you know people within my own life, and um, you know, even when doing my own um, research throughout the process, um, there were definitely people who were more on the right. Um, who then have kind of realized less about um, 
you know, he had conservative views and, you know, some people still agree with his conservative views, but I feel like usually from what I saw, people were changing their minds less about, you know, always the, even the topic of sexual violence, still people might agree with him or say that he didn't do it. Um, or, you know, uh, denounced, um, Ford's testimony, but most people were seemed to be saying who had changed their mind on Kavanaugh that it was sort of an issue more on fitness and how he could sort mm. of whether or not he could be um, a biased person and like mm. take motion out of it. Which so so I, it wasn't so it wasn't whether or not he assaulted Doctor Ford. It was just his general uh, non impartiality and his his. <clears throat> the fact that he, at least at least in our eyes, I know that we sort of were on this side anyway. That he just is woefully unfit to sit on the Supreme Court, independent of whether he did these things to Doctor Ford. Oh yeah, I definitely agree. Um, and like there, when there were videos, even kind of of Kavanaugh, and I'm sure some people have seen. Um, sort of the SNL parody of yeah. when he was making his statement. That yeah, which was hilarious. He kind of just looked like he was, like, crying, and to me, and, you know, I'm personally, you know, very feminist and pro, like, women's rights and everything yeah. like that, so to me it felt like he's, like, this entitled white guy who's starting, who's, like, trying to get himself out of trouble, and yeah. the way that our justice system lately has been you know, treating people of white male privilege mm-hmm. is that they're getting away with, you know, murder. Things that they shouldn't be. Yes, even well, yes, <laughs> even murder sometimes. No, well, I mean, yeah, I mean that in the in the well, the figurative sense, the figurative, and sometimes and, the literal sense. Yes. Yes. So what what I think was a huge issue um, was the representation on the judiciary committee too. Yes. Is that I don't? There was no one. Aside from, I, first of all, we as men just can't understand what women yeah. go through on a daily basis. That's that's yeah. that's a privilege that we have, no matter how good we think we are. Yep. So the fact that the Judiciary Committee was, I don't know what percentage old white male. It was 11 guys. They yeah. don't understand they, they they don't believe and, or understand. And so to that to that end, Lizzie, what did you think of the Senate Judiciary Committee's decision to sort of pass off their own duties to ask uh, questions to Dr. Ford to this female prosecutor from Arizona? Yeah, who sat on this tiny tiny desk. <laughs> like, did right. did 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 you think that was? Uh, Better or worse than them asking the questions uh, questions to Dr. Ford themselves? Did you think it was shirking their responsibilities? How did you interpret that? Um, I think in some ways, you know, if they're supposed to be the representation of the people in our country and that's, they're not even standing up for the people that they're supposed to be representing, yeah. then they're not doing their jobs. Right. Um, and, you know, it's almost like they were too scared you know, to really show where they stand politically. And so they put it off as like, oh, we can have this woman ask these questions because hopefully, you know, she understands better. Yeah. Um, 
And, like, while I'm sure maybe a prosecutor would have, you know, a better idea of, you know, understanding these things in a legal hearing, so to say, like, that could have been asked by anybody who was, you know, prepared correctly. Yeah. So. Do you think... Do you think there's a silver lining in this at all? Like in, from from any direction? From any direction. E- even even just maybe the the prevalency of talking about sexual assault and what can like uh, qualifies as sexual assault within Well, I think that's a lead question. Right, that is a lead question. I, I would just yeah, I yeah. would just ask Do you see from any your silver perspective lining? as a as a woman, is there any silver lining here and and how do we move forward? Um, I think you know, to an extent, there kind of can be because it brings it into the conversation again, especially when, um, you know, this isn't the first time that, you know, a Supreme Court justice person um, we saw with, you know, Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill mm-hmm. back in the day. Like, this isn't an old conversation. So, like, it is bringing it, you know, back into the conversation for our generation, at least, which is good but it's a conversation that has been you know happening over and over again i know um because aj and i went to college together and it hit um in sort of reform of our own school's policies yeah um, and it comes up in conversation again which is good but more action needs to be taken in right Changing policies for safety, um, and you know, more people using their privilege to actually right. Do you think one of the steps that needs to be taken is uh, educating young men and women at like an earlier age in school? Absolutely, Um, and you have to do so. You know, whatever is developmentally appropriate. So it's like talking about boundaries, talking about your bodies and things like that with younger kids. But um, I think, you know, the younger that we can be educating, you know, children about, you know, sex education, about sort of, again, their bodies and everything like that um, can hopefully change the conversation and, um, even education on um, changing policies and how they can be activists as well, even at a young age, so, as we're starting to be. Yeah. So we're at the point where the conversation is good, might be a silver lining, but we definitely need results and not just to put yeah. the same record on the turntable, you know, right. every 20 years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, we need right. results. And I and I think this the silver lining for me is that our generation is so, and I feel like there are enough people of the same mindset that we will raise our children to be respectful of those boundaries. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. You know, I, I feel like there's a majority of people who are, will be committed to raising their children to respect one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to be hopeful of that too, but I also, you know, want to have the understanding that there's still people of our generation who, you know, are conservatives and even, you know, for myself having the privilege of like being a white woman, like educating, you know, not just on these issues of like sexual assault, but like 
intersectionality and like that activism is like across the board when Mm -hmm. it comes to like women and race and everything like that because imagine if this was you know a repeat of the clarence thomas anita hill situation like what would that it's like would it have been different you know if brett kavanaugh was black would it have been different if you know um, yeah if dr ford was you know of a different you know background or even a different gender like right. what what the conversation have looked like so right. the one of the one of the last things i want to ask you lizzie is do you we talked about steps educationally but what what do you think can be done because there there's there's no way any survivor could have watched those hearings and felt more comfortable coming forward with their story afterwards. So no. is there is there is there a, a step in your mind that could be taken, whether it's legislatively or just person to person, where you can we can improve people's capabilities, survivors' capabilities of coming forward? What can make this make it more comfortable for them to come forward with their their stories so that they can be heard? They don't have to keep it inside. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, I think we've already had the conversation with legislatively that, you know, people need to, um, you know, be talking to their state um, representatives and senators about um, making this an important issue for them to bring up to the Senate and to the House um, on a more sort of micro or personal level. Um, It's about... um, you know, giving support to survivors and um, I think even not just, you know, pressuring them to always report because for some people they still want it to be a private matter regardless if they know it's wrong and they want to get the person to justice. Because I think, you know, even pressuring people to report sometimes can be, you know, traumatic and triggering and you know be worse for their mental health anyway um but um i think the more support that we can give them both you know personally as a friend or a family member um and i think is good and also it would be great although i don't even know always how this could be done um but to with our own local like justice like police departments is educating them on more on sexual harassment and sexual assault in terms yeah. of questioning um, in terms of um, speaking with you know survivors and making it so that p- those areas feel like a safe space because for a lot of survivors a lot of the reason that they don't report is because they have to repeat their story over again and they're repeating it to people who, you know, are dismissing them anyways. Yep. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. That's a change that has to be made. It's, it's, it's a heavy conversation, but Lizzie, I can't thank you enough for reaching out to both Sam and I, uh, after we posted on our Instagram story, it like really kind of, not, not to pardon the pun of the show, but it lit a fire under us to get the pod, um, done that when you said hey if you need a female voice i'm happy to to lend myself to that so thank you so much for coming on oh 
Of course, absolutely. I'm so glad I could talk about this topic, and I'm not the only one, so the more voices that you can listen to, um, that's a a great way to start your sort of activism on this topic anyways, is just listening to people's stories if they're willing to share them and thanking them for sharing them, because it's a hard thing to do for a lot of people as well. Absolutely, Lizzie. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You're fantastic, Thanks. and uh, we'll have you on again. <laughs> hopefully, thank to talk. You. Hopefully, hopefully, in brighter days to talk about brighter things. Yes, thank you so much. Cheers, Lizzie. We'll talk to you soon. Man, whew. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 hard. It's hard to talk about, and it's hard to navigate. But that's one of the reasons why we're doing the pod. You know, there's a lot, and I think we can never assume how anyone feels. You know, like. For for us, it's easy to be outraged, but mm-hmm. to actually have that feeling of that insecurity, like when Kavanaugh was confirmed to the Supreme Court, it was that was a time when when I was like, "Are we doomed?" You know? Yeah. Like w- this guy will um will be deciding law for the next thirty forty years, and for me, I was like, "That is not good for our country." But I can't even imagine. Um, the women, even men who have these, who are survivors yep. and have these stories to tell, ha- have that, how they feel, you know, and how this has affected them having to rehash their, uh, their, um, traumatic experiences. Um, and, and for the, um, the GOP in, in large for them to confirm this guy, both to the Supreme court literally, and also just validate him as a person. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to. I I I I think that we do a decent job of trying to be empathetic on this show, Sam. But it, at a certain point, part of being empathetic is understanding what you can and cannot understand. Yeah, and we both under I think understand that we can't possibly understand what it's like to be a survivor and watch that play out. Yeah. Uh, on national TV for somebody who's about to get confirmed to the Supreme Court. I can't imagine how it feels. Um, the second person that we wanted to call is uh, my good friend Jenna, and hopefully she will lend her voice to this as well. Patience. Hello. Jenna. Hi, Jenna. Hi. How was your, how's your day? Oh, it's exciting. I'm watching Harry Potter and doing laundry. Which Harry Potter? Well, I watched the last two last night, so I'm watching the first one today. I don't know why I said it like that, because that actually makes no sense, but I was inspired to be like, where did this start? Where did this story begin? It'd be funny if you could watch it in reverse, the whole series. I can. So they get brighter and brighter? It's like just... (laughs) Yeah. The, curi- the curious case of Benjamin Harry Potter Button. <laughs> uh, very quickly, just to, to start on a light note um, before we get into the heavy stuff, mm-hmm. you are playing fantasy football for the first time this year. Incredible. Yes. And you and fellow city year uh, person Alyssa named, because she's Alyssa and you are Jenna, named yeah. it, named your team Team AJ. And we lost. And you lost the first week, and you said enough of this. And what has happened since? Um, we, well, I renamed the team Team Lady Boss, and then we've been undefeated since. So, wow, that I think is telling. 
Wow. It's very exciting. So you're a football fan and a Patriots fan, but you have Patrick Mahomes on your team who's facing the Patriots on Sunday. So would you rather have Patrick Mahomes go off and have you win another fantasy matchup or have the Patriots win? All right. Well, let's backtrack that because I wouldn't exactly say I'm a fan of football. I haven't watched a single game yet. I just play fantasy football. This is just for the bragging rights. Yeah. Um, But I like I, I... value my fantasy team a little more because I would like to beat my coworkers. Yeah. Because it's been fun every week to go in and be like, I won yeah. yet again. Pat Mahomes, I'm starting Pat Mahomes this week. Uh-huh. And huge Pats fan. <laughs> but I'm expecting the gun show. Like, yeah. It's gonna be a shootout and good. Pat Mahomes puts up thirty points, but we still win. <laughs> Hopefully everybody can win. Uh Jenna, I no, this is going to be a tough, tough conversation for us to navigate. So, and uh-huh. however, you and we did a little bit of pre-production because I initially pitched you on the idea of giving you the floor, and you said I don't do well with being given the floor. <laughs> and so, the first question I wanted to ask you is basically how you're holding up um, X number of days after Kavanaugh get, got confirmed. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the whole thing like with them like talking about Kavanaugh and like what he was accused of I think that was um probably like the worst of it for me like I honestly wasn't surprised that he was put on the Supreme Court even after the allegations came forward just being like a woman in America that's been sexually assaulted like I was not surprised at all um but just like having to go through like the hearings and having people have a lot of opinions on them and having to like have that casually brought up in conversation was really challenging for me to navigate um I mean like even going to like the grocery store I'd like overhear people talking about it like I really couldn't escape it and before it was always like it was something that I could bring up but now it was like everyone was talking about it which I and I said this to you AJ I was like it's kind of a double-edged sword of like I'm glad that people are talking about it and that this is something that's like bring being brought up and given more attention to but at the same time as someone that's been sexually assaulted it's like very overwhelming to navigate is and is there obviously it, it could not have been uh encouraging for any survivor who was watching that hearing in real time what what if anything do you think you would you want done that would help survivors of any kind be able to tell their stories if they wanted if they wanted to do that yeah and I think the last way you phrase it is like the perfect starting point of like if people want to do it because I think there's a lot of pressure for people to share their stories and to speak up and to report and it's just I've like even have like some male friends that are like I don't understand why people wouldn't do this and it's just like it's extraordinarily hard and for a lot of people it's like the worst thing you'll ever go through and to be have to having to tell that to people is horribly difficult and hard um so I think like just like acknowledging that that it's on their terms but I think just like people being more open to listening and actually like listening to people and not listening to remark or make a comment on it or listening to reply just like actually listening to survivors I think that's like the platform that would be the best is just people just kind of listening and then reflecting and not having to put their opinion back out there 
I think, and and kind of touched on this before, but I think the most infuriating thing in in all of this was just statistically, um, you should believe the accuser. Statistically, it's <clears throat> like if you look at it from a, a data standpoint, people aren't coming forward with false accusations like this. So statistically, you should believe that's the start. That's your starting point. And the fact that we had so many people. Senators, Congress people, people in power who just dismissed this from the beginning and didn't and weren't listening. Mm-hmm. That was the most infuriating thing I think that I had seen in this entire process. And I'm, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, it's just, I think um, I was, there's a really great documentary that I like, highly recommend. Um, it's called The Hunting Ground and it's about sexual assault on college campuses. And they go over a lot of the stats in cases. I was watching it the other day and they're talking about how um, false reporting across the board is the same for sexual assault as it is for any other crime. And yeah. that that's like incredibly low. Um, so for people to like, the first thing I jump to is that she's not true and I mean that in my life has been kind of what I've been accustomed to is the first questions people ask you or have asked others is like well what were you wearing what were you drinking and you have to prove yourself it's not it's not like you are just instantly believed um and that's like in majority of cases I've like people I've talked to I've been the first person I ever told that I was raped I was they were like well you were drinking so it doesn't count and I was like, what? I am so sorry yeah. that that is how things are. I yeah, don't... it's it's crazy. It's it's like absolutely wild that that is. Um, it's it's wild that that is like how people's perception is. But those are also like the same people that'll turn around and say, "Well, why don't you report?" Right. Right. Is there any part of you that's optimistic about any of this going forward? Um. I am. I mean, I think the fact that people are talking about it and women are sharing their voices more. I mean, I've talked to women that are older than I am and they're like, we've seen this before and like, just don't get your hopes up too much. But I think I hope that things will change and that at least people are talking about it and are more aware of it. And I don't know. I mean, I try to remain hopeful because I don't know how else to kind of like push right. forward and not feel like defeated, but it's hard not to feel really defeated by it. Yeah. I, I just think educating. So what, what I've seen is um, just a lack of uh, acceptance of, of information by a group of people who um, have never experienced any of that kind of thing in their life. They have no idea how it feels. I have no idea how it feels. Um, but there are people that just decided not to not to believe these things. Uh, Jenna, I, I I don't know how answerable this question is. Is there mm-hmm. is there a particular way that you cope with it day to day? That's that is is sort of consciously you're like I'm going to do this today to help myself I'm going to do that today um it's something I'm working on I'm not like the best at self-care and also like 
this happened to me when I was 21 and I didn't tell anyone or like really admit it to myself until five years after that mm-hmm. um, was the first time I told anyone. And that was two years ago. So it's still like very new and very fresh in terms of me kind of dealing with it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think, <laughs> I don't think I have the best or like healthiest coping mechanism. I think like a lot of it has been like avoidance of like people Mm -hmm. um like recently you're just like not really wanting to go out and not feeling up for it um I've been I don't know I've been like obsessively cleaning my room and like I vacuumed my room probably more in like the last few weeks than I have in like a year span it's interesting just because I'm just and I think like I was thinking about it today and I was just like I think it's almost because I can control this like things I can control I've just like kind of gone into overdrive of trying to control it like I can control whether my floor is clean or not yeah so like I'm just gonna like dive all into things I can control whereas like these other things that I can't like I'm gonna try to avoid that a little more I don't think that's probably like the healthiest thing but it's what's helped me kind of like push through yeah do you think do you think that things slowly would get better if uh the midterms go the way um the Democratic Party wants it to go and then fl- the Senate and House flip? I mean, I would like to think so. I think it's hard to, like, want to put a lot of stock into that yeah. um, as a way to, like, kind of get through because if it doesn't go that way, then that would be, like, even more disappointing. But I think if it did happen, that it would help some. Do you Do you feel personally let down by by our government in general or the discord or the discourse that we've seen oh absolutely i think or even just the things that trump was saying like oh if it was that bad she would have reported i'm just like that's my president saying these things and like i'm someone that didn't report so me questioning now like was it that bad because i didn't do that and then kind of having to go through that like acceptance of like why I didn't and yeah yeah. it's just I don't know I think it's hard to feel supported when people in such high places of power are saying things like that it's the ignorance is unimaginable and and even for me I feel like suffocated by the by the things that he said about survivors having not, not being a survivor myself so I can't even imagine what it what that feeling is for someone who survived something like that, like you. Um, it's it's unimaginable. Um, we I I didn't I didn't really plan the the latter stages of this interview because you know Sam and I are not planners, Jenna. Where we just kind of we're kind of we're kind of wing it people, even if. No. Even if you were not, you said before we called that we do not operate on city year time, which we do not. <laughs> we hope that you. I hope that you're having a decent time in your second year at city year, and that it's not as stressful as your first one was. Yeah, that's no, good. And maybe fantasy helps that because you can brag to your coworkers. <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate you being able to come on. Uh, something like this obviously that fighting fire with fire doesn't have a huge you know <laughs> megaphone uh, of outreach yet knock on wood but it it <clears throat> i i don't want to say i don't want to say it's comforting but it's encouraging to hear someone be able be able to 
even down the line, I know this it happened to you a long time ago, to be able to come on and talk about it like that, I think is a sign that that even even if if there are people out there, whether they're listening to this podcast or not, who have been through similar trauma and are survivors, that they have people in their lives. I, I, I when you were talking about people who were listening and really listening, I was thinking of a scene in a movie that you may or may not have seen, Jenna, called White Men Can't Jump, where Wesley Snipes tells uh, Woody Harrelson, "Yeah, yeah, 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 you're you're listening to Jimmy, but can you hear him?" Are you hearing him? Yeah. You're listening to you're listening to Jimi Hendrix. Can you hear him? So uh, I hope that people are not just listening to this, but they're hearing you, um, because it's important and it's incredibly courageous of you to come on, and we really appreciate it deeply. Thank you. I mean, AJ, you're the first person I told that believed me and didn't question me, and I think. That allowed me to feel more secure in my voice and like sharing my yeah. voice, and that has been like huge for me, like I, so so huge. Yeah, I think, it's literally the least I can do. I think it's I think it's <laughs> really, the least any yeah. any of us can do. I think it's really sad that there are people out there in large numbers who their default is to question the validity of these things and ask were you drinking and what were you wearing as if there's some sort of acceptable uh, or any any measure of justification right yeah it comes yeah it's interesting because i I was reading this article and i was talking about like the perfect victim and if someone's not that it's easy for people to question it so the perfect victim being like someone that wasn't drinking someone that's a virgin like someone that doesn't put themselves in risky situations and then people are like aghast at it but if you're not that perfect victim it's easy for people to kind of point at you and say like this is what you did wrong yeah and like as a woman my whole life I've been told like these are the things that you avoid or you don't do and this is how you don't get raped so I was like always told like when you get in your car you look in your back seat and you check to see if someone's in there like when you're walking at night you walk in groups and you like hold your keys between your hands so you can use it as a weapon if you need to if you like go to a party like don't drink a lot or like don't accept drinks from people unless you've seen them pour it um like don't dress slutty because that just like invites the wrong kind of attention and then it like i could go on and on but then it's like if you break those things or if you don't follow those rules and you do get raped or you do get sexually assaulted it's like well we told you what not to do and you didn't listen i think it's it's so logical that that is the that is the thought process there and it's not we're not turning our eyes to the uh perpetrators of of the sexual violence it just doesn't make any sense and we're in 2018 and these things need to be recognized like yeah we it's 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 a a bittersweet note to end that part of the conversation to lift things back up we started we started light we dipped into some very heavy stuff and i wanted to to end it light again uh jenna are you gonna be capable of calling sam by just his regular name or are you gonna have to use the moniker that you give him which you may or may not want to share to the people of the podcast right now oh handsome sam oh that's my favorite word (laughs) well because so i've like listened to all your podcasts because i try to be supportive of aj and like every all of his adventures because he's so been so supportive 
uh, of me and like helping me even with like my job at City Year and yeah. getting my job via Charlie Rose, who's my Ameridon and hero. Yeah. Um, but so I've listened to it. And so I remember you saying like, oh, I love being called handsome. And I also <laughs> like to make AJ feel really uncomfortable. So I if I called you handsome Sam, that he would just feel so uncomfortable and like awkward about it. I'd be like, Jenna, don't do that. And I know you would like be like, oh, this is kind of weird, but I kind of love it. So I just, anytime he says your name, I'm like, handsome Sam? He's like, yes, Jenna, handsome Sam. You know that's the Sam I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I get I get a little like curt with Jenna yeah. whenever she does that. I'm like, you know what, Sam? You know it's the same Sam. I so that's like one of my that's one of my favorite words. I think that's just a classic, like a Robert Redford. We were talking about Robert Redford. Redford there, there, there's handsome. Uh, AF. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Back to the goat, Charlie Rose, for a second. Yes. Yeah. Can we call him the coat? The coat? The coolest what? of all time? The coolest of all he is, time? He is the coat. The coat? The coat. The coat. That's way. That's I'm pretty good, man. I started calling him Maradad, which AJ hates, because oh. when I text what do you call? about him. What? What do you, what do you say? Ameridad, because we both, Charlie and I both love AmeriCorps. Yeah. So I'm like, and I like to think that Charlie's my dad. I call AJ when he's like talking about Charlie, I'll be like, oh, our dad. He's like, my dad. So I started calling him my Ameridad because he can't say that that's not true. Yeah, it's not. No, I can't say it's not true. It's true. It's my (laughs) Ameridad. Jenna, I hope that we can have you back on the podcast to talk Definitely. about uh, some lighter, happier things. Any, um, anything. It doesn't any, have to be light. Any, have any, to be anything, anything you might want to talk about. It do, yeah, you're right. It doesn't necessarily you're, have to no, be no. light or happy. Uh, but, yeah, I don't, we're focusing too much on the... On yeah. The, trying to, I try, try and balance yeah. out the... It's usually a roller coaster ride for yeah. us. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but what we do need is more a better female perspective mm-hmm. on our podcast. So we'd love to have you on again to talk about any topic. Sure, I'll definitely do it. Right, I have great. some ideas. I've yeah. been running them by. I think I need to run them by you because I run them by AJ and they just get like scrapped. Lost right in the away. ether. All right, yeah. well, all right. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna mentally lock these in. So let's go. <laughs> let's ride. Do you want the ideas? Yeah, I want the ideas. Poor, okay, poor mommy. Well, well, one of them was like a bachelorette style type thing. I'm still. It's still in the planning stages, but go like ahead. get all of AJ's. Um, I don't know what you want, ladies, and just have them on the podcast and have like almost like a Yelp review. <laughs> What's your? Yeah, let's go. And like, do something like that. I don't agree with this. I I think it's great. So oh, like, his God. profile would say four stars, but it's only because they round up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no! I, we're not. We're not. My first of all. My mom, my uh, hero on this earth, Carol Downs, hates Yelp and hates Yelp reviews because yeah, oh, of, of the occasional. Because people who write reviews on Yelp just are looking for something mean to say. Not to mention, yeah, no, it's true. So, so that is why I scrapped that idea, not, among among other reasons. Not to mention, we're a, a frisbee friendly podcast, and also has to be mom approved. Has to be mom approved. <laughs> we've yeah, we there's there's been some content where we're like, that's. Bad content. Now, granted, Mary and Carol, our moms, every now and again will provide some. Your mom, especially, oh, will yeah. provide some non-frisbee friendly content. Oh, totally. And and uh, Jenna, what are your you other just, ideas? But despite you being an incredibly uh, wonderful adult, wholesome individual who uh, uh, takes care of all your Amerababies, like young adults and the students, 
you also can come up with some some non-frisbee friendly content every now and again you'll say some savage things I know maybe not while we're here pressing record but that does happen every now and again so wait what are your uh, other ideas hit me with a couple um I'm trying to think I feel like AJ I used oh one of them I pitched recently which I actually thought was like AJ was gonna go for yeah I think it just didn't happen was because he like taught when we were drafting our fantasy team he like taught us like all like this you should draft this when and uh, I, I, so I, I, I gave you some we should do some... like a tutorial like fantasy football podcast of like how to do it mainly so to, I can yeah. listen back next year when I'm doing it I, I will I say I I was really I was re- part of the I, I feel somewhat invested in the success of your fantasy football team because I gave you and Alyssa some pieces of advice and the fact that you got Pat Mahomes by waiting to draft a quarterback late and you said that your co-workers made fun of you yeah i got like people were like why did you draft him like and i was like my friend is an expert he knows what he's talking about back up like i was like very defensive about it and then he like did super well and i went back to them and no one recalled that they had said that ah, of course like, they, like, did, they uh, did the okay to quote uh jeffrey beauregard sessions i don't recall i don't <laughs> recall i don't recall jenna thank you so 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 much for being on the podcast um it was great to have you on we're, I, i'm not going to say we want to have you on again we're going to have you on again yeah we're awesome. going to have you on again I don't know about those ideas, <laughs> especially not the first one. I don't know. I, I don't think I we'll could be it. on the pod for that. All right. All right. But uh, we, we, we thank you, and we hope to talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, guys. You're Thanks. the best, Jenna. Cheers. Bye. Okay. Oh, wow. We got through it. So I'm going to give us a review right now yep. of, of that. This was our first stab at, at a serious podcast. I'm giving us a C plus. Yeah. A C plus. Yeah. It, I, the voices we had on yep. between Lizzie and Jenna, great. Yep. Um, we definitely need to bring our A game. We need to that do a lot more prep work, a lot more, and we we and part. I think part of that is a reflection of how it's tough. It's tough, a tough thing to navigate um, from any perspective, yeah. especially one where, like you said, that we 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 can't yeah. really put ourselves in. The shoes of some someone who uh, who's a survivor, but that being said, we definitely could have been better prepared. I think when we listen to back give ourselves to this, a self Yelp yeah. review. I think when we listen back to this, there are going to be moments where where I'm like, we maybe should have asked that diff- We should have asked that differently, um, or the 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 question the questions were a little long, and maybe we yeah. lost the we lost the potential for a good answer in mm. there. But this is a good first stab yeah. at something like this because we want to get better at this because i feel like we we can we have great banter when we're just shooting the shit but when we when we have to nail down a topic that's going to be something that we have to work on yeah but Can't. we uh we rum would, wasn't built in a day no it wasn't rum wasn't built in one pot it wasn't we're not 60 minutes yet we're not <laughs> we're not, we're not gonna be 60 yet. minutes uh um, yes we hope that this yeah was not a positive for some people listening, but, but a good conversation. Yeah, and and, and maybe it, uh, this is this is maybe it was therapeutic. Maybe it was a little cathartic to hear um, from a survivor herself, from Jenna, and to hear 
to to hear some non-straight white male voices, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like that. that we, and we intend to try and mix it up further on future pods. Sam, I know has to go because he has to go see a Star Is Born. We're gonna do right a whole now. pod on that. We, I, I'm totally in on us doing a whole Star Is yeah. Born pod. I know that uh, we're next week, last week, we're the yep. weekly last week. Yeah. So this came out couple weeks ago yeah and i and i saw it i was yeah. on the ball this came out a week ago but you're gonna see it today and then we're gonna do a deep dive uh on it uh next week maybe we'll do a weekly scorch and then a separate stars born pod yep. um but as always you can listen to all episodes of fighting fire with fire at soundcloud.com slash fighting fire with fire uh find us on facebook at facebook.com slash the aj rose show find us on instagram or twitter at the aj rose show or the handles um tweet at us with Anything you want to tweet at us. Literally anything. anything. And if you're someone who uh, has a story to tell, whether you know us or don't know us, DM us. Yeah. DM us. We yeah. will n- we'll not just listen. We'll hear you. Yeah. Any story. Any story. If you have, yeah, anything. If you have a story about leaving uh, ketchup or mustard out and it going bad. <laughs> or, a more um, serious story. Yeah. Or anything. A- a- anything where. Topics that you want covered. Yeah. We're totally here for you. Um, so for Sam Hannon, I'm AJ Rose. This has been the uh, the double dosage of the Weekly Scorch, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs>